This is Talkback, 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309. This is News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM. KGVO, Missoula's news and weather station. Hey, welcome everybody. It is the Wednesday edition of Talk Back for this first day of February. February? February. Whatever. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's in there somewhere. Valentine's uh, Day is coming. What's that? Valentine's yes, Day is coming. that is true. Uh, welcome to Talk Back, everybody. Brought to you this morning by Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery. Authentic New York bagels and pastries all the way from Little Italy can be found right here in Missoula out on North Reserve at Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery. And also brought to you by Phillips Janitorial. They offer residential and commercial cleaning. And no job is too big or too small for Phillips Janitorial. You want to give them a call, get a free estimate, or book your, your, your job right now at 406-260-6617. The views and opinions expressed on TalkBack are not those of the staff, management, or advertisers. Well, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. It's Wednesday. It's a brand new month, and that's the brand new Nick Christian. Well, I'm sorry. Just Nick Christensen right <laughs> over there. Hello. Morning. Good morning, Nick. Good morning. All right, and good morning to our resident CPA, uh, Mr. Mr. Walt Carroll. Oh, hey, thanks for having me. It's, I enjoy this. It's our very great pleasure. By the way, the phone lines are officially open. Ta-da! If you have a tax question, now, here it is February. It's time to get serious about uh, getting out your tax returns, getting them filled out. You know, I, yes, it may be kind of a pain, but you have to do it. So let's get it done early. And that's why you're here today. That's right. Um, yeah, we want to promote early filing. And there's, uh, according to my... Uh one of my uh, Swahili's out there, Mr. Dave Ramsey, they came up with six benefits of filing your taxes early. All right. Now, let's go over those I, six I, benefits. I bet I can guess one of them. What's that? You get your refund faster. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If, if you're getting a refund. Yeah. If you're entitled to a refund, by all means, the sooner you get it, the better it is. Uh, the one of the the first of six reasons is early filers avoid processing delays. Has has with anything else, uh, uh, the IRS experiences bumps in uh, filing. Now that we're electronic filing, uh, that reduces things. But even electronic filing has its limitations. In other words, it's it's like uh, 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 websites getting shut down when there's way too many hits going into it. So that's one thing. Uh, number two is early fire filers eliminate the tax deadline stress. Obviously, when you have a legal compliance thing to do, i.e. filing your taxes under the penalties of perjury, yeah. the, the sooner you get your return filed, the sooner you can say, <sighs> right, let That's it all go. With. Let it all go till next year, right? Yep, yep. But you know, if you wait until April fifteenth or this year April eighteenth, uh, the more you wait, the more the stress. Now there are, there are a lot of people I know who very proudly uh, walk into the, the post office just before midnight on the exact day. It'll be April eighteenth, yeah, and drop it in eleven fifty nine. Say, see, I made it. And then just kind of thumb their nose at the government. So yeah, yeah. Uh, there aren't too many of those anymore okay. because <laughs> because we're electronic filing, right? And the reason for electronic filing is, is uh, it just it just it, well it does make the IRS job easier, right? But you have a more accurate return. You get verification that the IRS got it. You put something in the mail. It's not necessarily going to get to where it's supposed to go. I mean, there's no guarantee. Now, you can send your tax returns off via registered mail, and that helps you big time, uh, especially if you owe a lot of money. So, uh, but still, uh, you can, even if you owed the IRS a lot of money, you could e-file today on February 1st. Right. And if you had all your information and had a properly completed return, you can file it today and send your payment in on April 18th. Again, the same right. uh, anticipation or the, the, the thumb your nose at the IRS <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, you know, you can still do that. Right. But now, you, you can pay your taxes online, right? Oh, yeah. 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 There's several methodologies on how you can pay the IRS online with credit card. There's the electronic 
uh, funds transfer system that you can use, EFTPS. Uh, there's several ways of doing that. Now, I imagine folks who are just now realizing, hey, Walt's on the radio. Uh, and, and you might have a question or, or, or a comment or uh, whatever, maybe some confusion about I've got my tax return here, but I don't know what to do with this form or that form, or I got a letter from the IRS or somebody died in my family or I just got married or, you know, divorce or whatever. All sorts of complicating things here that could make filing taxes just a little bit more difficult. Yeah. And and if, if so, please call with your questions because I'm here to help you relieve stress. You know, I, I'm not going to give you specific answers to specific issues uh, just because this is general information in nature. Right. But if you have a collection uh, issue with the IRS or the state of Montana, you know, there's some things I can do to help and give you guidance. Uh, uh, the third thing about filing early, early filers tend to generally have larger refunds. Well, that would kind of make sense. I'm on my way. <laughs> That would tend to make sense because people that have money due them are going to file as soon as possible. And, in fact, I've already prepared one return, and and this individual uh, has refunds coming, but he's claiming a credit uh, for uh, retirement contributions uh, on the federal return, and uh, the system isn't quite ready for that. You can electronically file now, but if your return has any kind of complicated form attached with it, it's going to take a week or two, maybe even three or four, before uh, the IRS and electronic filing will be able to handle those kind of uh, uh, forms. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, as I told the uh, client, the taxpayer, that, hey, we should have this all under control in a week, according to the information I've read. But anyway, that's something to look at. And while I was preparing his return for several reasons, uh, it comes to find out that between last year and this year, if you have kids that qualify for the additional child credit, the credit's gone down. About oh, wow. $500 a head. Wow. So anyway, I informed him that even though his return was very similar to the prior year, his refund would be about $1,000 less because they reduced that additional child credit. So, you know, it's, it's good to know. Uh, so just the, look, look for the sign of the cursing taxpayers. Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> but uh, in terms of the cursing tax preparers, because yeah. Yeah. the laws change almost at will and almost daily. And so it's, it gets to be very difficult to keep up with things. And thank God for computers and software. You because bet. Uh, so do we have one more reason? Or? Oh, we got two, three. Okay. So we can wait. Well, we're up against a break. By the way, the phone lines are open. In case you're wondering why Walt is here today, he'd rather talk to you than, uh, than to Nick and me. So 721-1290 is our number, 1-800-568-5309. Or if you have the KGVO app, and you may not know this, there is a message us button on the KGVO app. You just push that. Type in your question. It'll go straight to Nick, and it'll go straight to Walt. And mm -hmm. then he'll get your question answered without you having to, you know, fool the boss by calling into yeah. the radio station. So, <laughs> anyway, 721-1290 is our number. We'll be right back. Hey, we are back on Talk Back. Uh, the one and only Walt Kiro, our resident CPA from Kiro Byington and Associates, joining us here in the studio. And we do have Barbara waiting to uh, talk with you. Barbara, good morning. You're on with Walt. Good morning. You are my favorite person to ask questions on taxes. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, I'm excluding my tax preparer because sometimes I get a different answer. <laughs> oh. How? Oh yeah. How? Yeah. Does that happen? What? What's your What's your question, Barbara? My question is, how many years do you keep your returns? Oh, okay. The The record retention question. Okay. Yes. Assuming you you don't have any major complicating issues, and assuming you don't uh, have accounts receivable that uh, are in a business or anything like that, three years is all you should keep in terms of uh, supporting documentation on your tax returns. I I I, I recommend that you keep your tax returns forever. Uh, 
but the tax returns don't take up too much space unless you're Donald Trump. So, uh, so, so what I do is, uh, you know, keep copies of your returns, federal and Montana, you know, for as long as you can. As long as you can, but all that backup documentation, uh, mm-hmm. I, I would get rid of. Now, if you have investments like brokerage, uh, you know, brokerage accounts, uh, I would keep enough information handy uh, so that you can support all of your uh, investment costs uh, when you, you know, when and if you have to sell them. Uh, in the last few years, brokerages have been keeping track of cost basis. But if you've had stocks for 10, 15, 20 years, they won't have that. And so it's, it's just good if you... If you have that kind of an issue, to, to have your cost basis available for investments and real estate and that sort of stuff. So if you have uh, documents that support that, keep those. But by and large, everything else, you can, uh, you know, go to the shredder. Yeah, because I just called the other day and they told me to keep them for seven years. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm running out of space. <laughs> and I'm, a, you know, I'm not. I don't have a complicated return at all. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. But uh, usually, the seven years has to do with, uh, you know, contracts. So if you're if you're involved with a business of sorts, or if you yep. have a deduction on your tax return that is tied to a contract say like a mortgage and whatnot, uh, the seven years comes into play. The attorneys in Montana tell me that if you have a written contract, the Montana statute is eight years. But I would refer to your attorney on that. But you see, uh, uh, you're asking me a question for tax returns and tax records. Uh, 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 An additional question to be asking is, is what's the legal requirements for me to keep my records for how long? Uh, I I just know that contracts usually aren't too bad, uh, but sometimes... Uh, <laughs> you know, you can have contracts that are hundreds of pages long and written by five, six, seven, eight Philadelphia lawyers. <laughs> so you have to be careful, <clears throat> careful with that. But I, uh, by and large, the the federal government, the state of Montana, uh, have what's a, a statute of limitations of three years. So now we're in 2022 uh, tax filing season. So uh, you should have, say, 2019, 2020, and 2021 tax returns and the backup documents available. Okay. And all of it's the same thing with the accurate blue cost statements and your Medicare statements. I'm getting stuff from last July and August. And it's all, it's just piling up because I had surgery. It must be about three inches thick. No, and I can, do I have to keep any of that too? I wouldn't keep it beyond three years if you, uh, unless you have a billing question, but usually that gets resolved after a year or two. Okay, well, that's really helpful because I can get rid of a lot of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, but if you don't have any big billing dispute, um, you know, with with doctors and hospitals and whatnot, then, you know, uh, then... You know, I would feel comfortable, uh, you know, I just keep my stuff for about three years. And it does take up well, a lot of t- a lot of space. Yeah, and you just get so disgusted with all of the other stuff that you have to keep. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. medical records drive me nuts. I mean, I do tax returns. You think they're complicated? By the time you go through medical bills and explanation of benefits and Lord knows what not... Uh, I'm just spinning sometimes. And who's paying for what? Yeah, and they're so slow. They're so slow in responding. Yeah, Medicare is so far behind on catching up with Blue Cross. You just want to, like you said, tear your hair out. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, yep. Well, this is very helpful. Thank you. Oh, hey, Barbara, just got a question for you. Are you there? What's your middle name? Jean. Oh, okay. We were hoping for Anne. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's okay. We, 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 we were going to sing you the Beach Boys song, but yeah. uh, anyway. All right, kiddo. Th- okay. Barbara, thanks for the call. We thanks, Barbara. It. All right. right. We're, we're going to take a little break. 721-1290 is our number. And that's the kind of advice uh, that uh, people are looking for. And that's why Walt is here. So if you have a question, uh, if you're... If you're 
in fear and trepidation of sitting down with that big box of records and what do I do, give us a call and Walt will be able to help you uh, sort things out and get you ready to file your taxes. It's 721-1290. We'll be right back. And we are back on Talk Back. Our, our guest in studio is Walt Caro, our resident CPA from Caro Byington and Associates. Carrie's waiting. Carrie, good morning. Hi, Carrie. Good morning. So my question is, I filed my taxes last year. Um, I got my state back immediately. And I got a letter from the IRS saying they didn't have time to review my taxes, but would do it within 60 days. <laughs> That was a year ago. You didn't believe them, did you? Uh, no. <laughs> so we have contacted them. And now to the point where um, last time we got a hold of a person was last summer. Yeah. And they said, we still haven't had time to look at it. And we said, well, you're holding our money. And they told us indefinitely. So now it's time to file taxes again. Yeah. And we still don't have our money from last year. Right. Okay. Uh, was there anything complicated about your return last year? No. Uh, did you paper file it or did you electronically file? Electronically. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, all of the big impediments uh, to uh, processing your return are way back, you know, uh, you're... Can I, can, I, can I ask something here, Carrie? I, I don't remember yeah. anybody ever calling us saying that the IRS told them we don't have time to look at your <laughs> tax records. And I, I'm going, what? I, that, that to me is like, whoa. I, uh, I, when do they ever admit something like that? Right. Well, it's a substantial amount of money because last year we made less than the previous year. So it was we had made a mistake on what we had told them to withhold. So it's a substantial amount of money that we've been waiting on. Yeah. Well, here's some good news, have. Carrie. They'll pay interest on it. Uh, so uh, okay. after 45 days, they are required by statute law to pay interest on that refund. Now, but that doesn't do you any good. It's, you know, it's kind of like, uh, oh, what's his face? Wimpy? I'll pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. But the thing is, the thing is, uh, uh, I just this morning, I have two clients that have refunds coming. Uh, uh, one is, uh, you know, like $7,000. Another one is 60-some thousand. Wow. That have been delayed because of IRS uh, uh, inability to deal with their, their workload. And so what I did mm -hmm. today is there's a, a form, and you'll love this, Form 911. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the IRS has a sense of humor at times. Uh, uh, form 911 is a form you can fill out, and it's, called, it's a taxpayer assistance order. And you file that with, uh, there's a fax number you can send it to in Helena and request the taxpayer advocate to help get you your refund uh is trying to talk to anybody at the irs is wishful and hopeful at best and uh, yeah. uh, a waste of time at worst so uh, uh the tax the taxpayer advocate is a separate function and arm of the irs and uh i am uh, my my office help is faxing those taxpayer assistant requests, those Form 911s, to the IRS in Helena at the Taxpayer Advocate Office. That's what I would suggest you do. And if that doesn't okay. work because, oh, we're too busy or you get more, more barriers to, to getting your refund, uh, you can call your congressional or senatorial office of your choice and ask them to help get your refund. Now, normally, okay. congressional offices can't help uh, with filing or any of that stuff because you've already filed. The, you're just you just want them to get off their duff and and get you your refund. That's all you want. Yeah, I, I will. Well, I, there shouldn't be any problem with it because state paid me out immediately. Yeah, and if you're ready so to file 2022's returns, go ahead and do that because they treat each year, they, okay. the IRS treats each year as a separate account. And so, okay. you know, what happened in 2021, 
don't worry about it. Go ahead and file 2022 if you're ready. Okay. 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 Perfect. Where do I get this form? Is it just online? Oh, uh, well, um, uh, you can uh, go to irs.gov, and one of the pull-down menus will have forms. And just uh, uh, grab that pull-down menu, and then, uh, you know, there's a box you can fill in. Just say 911, and uh, you should have the form come up. Wonderful. I will go that route. Thank you so much. You bet. Good Good, luck. Good luck. Let us know how you turn out, Carrie. Please. Yeah. I I will tell you a real quick story. And that was when uh, Senator Danes uh, uh, was on an income tax panel. And he had the the new head of the IRS sitting there, but the brand new guy, right? Yeah. And Danes had quite literally a stack of about eight inches of letters from his constituents. He picked them up, took them over, and dumped them right in front of him. You need to take care of these right now. These these have been on my desk for more than uh, some uh, two or three years. Mm-hmm. You need to take care of these right now, right in front of the camera. <laughs> and I guess he did uh, take care of quite a few of them. So yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, well, that's it, yeah. sometimes that's what it takes. Yeah. Now the two the two clients I have the the return was from a deceased taxpayer. My client died in November. And we filed in March of 2021. We're still waiting. We're going to come right back. Uh, Give us a call, 721-1290. Weather a service for eight. You can get rid of a few layers now as western Montana temperatures will be close to the freezing mark for the first time in days. Expect highs just under 30 with calm winds today. For tonight, cloudy with some clearing overnight and lows between 15 and 20. It's back to sunshine on Thursday with highs just over 30 and lows to about 20 degrees. Then it's going to be time to grab the gear again on Friday with a chance of rain and snow to end the week. From the Town Square Weather Center, I'm Dennis Bragg. This is Talkback, 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309. This is News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM, KGVO. Missoula's news and weather station. And we are back. Hour number two of Talk Back Underway brought to you this morning by Phillips Janitorial. No job is too big or small, whether it's for your home or for your office or your commercial business. Give them a call for a free estimate or simply to book your job right away at 406-260-6617. Also brought to you by Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery. Uh, They have, uh, for all your New York favorites, they have locks, they have New York cheesecake, they have cannolis, delicious, fabulous desserts. At Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery out on North Reserve. The views and opinions expressed on Talkback are not those of the staff, management, or advertisers. Hey, we're back on Talkback, and the lines are open at 721 1290. And Walt Carroll joining us this morning from the, from the Independence Institute. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Almost. From Kiro Byington and Associates. There you go. Yeah, there we go. Uh, but Nick Christensen is right over there uh, waiting to take your phone calls at 721-1290. Now, you had another really big uh, deal about why it's important oh, yeah, to file early. Uh, I haven't got to the last three of the uh, benefits or uh, uh, of filing early. Yeah, filing your, your stupid host has been interrupting you. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah the, <laughs> best, the best one of these six is this one. And it's early filers can protect your their refunds from identity thieves. Because what a lot of identity thieves do will get a hold of your Social Security number and file a phony return claiming a refund using your name and Social Security number. And so when you go to file, the, the system will only allow one return per taxpayer right. or per Social Security number. So, boom, you get hit with, uh, oh, we can't file your return. And then you got to go through... 15,000 steps to prove to the IRS that you are who you are and and then you have to file a, 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 your return with a PIN number and all kinds of uh, stuff. So uh, to me, that's the biggest benefit of filing early because the, the, the bad guys, bad people uh, will uh, get around to picking up your social security number and if they do, they'll file a phony return. I, I will tell you, I had an interview with Andy Sue, who's the head guy uh, from the IRS investigative, uh, criminal investigative division uh, out of Denver. Of course, we're part of that thing. And he said exactly that. He said, the one thing you want to do, if you file early and be, can make sure that you can avoid that exactly the problem that you just, uh, just mentioned, because it is a really sticky wicket to get out of. 
Oh, yeah. And I've had clients uh, who are in the medical profession uh, that, get, that got caught up in that. Several, in fact. And the problem was is uh, uh, Health and Human Services uh, uh, in Washington, D.C. got hacked. And so there were a lot of Social Security numbers out there wow. for people in the medical profession. So that caused a lot of trouble. All right. Uh, so, so don't do that. All don't right. do you, that. You've got a couple more. Yeah. Number five, early filers with a tax bill will have time to make a plan to make the payment. So, <laughs> but, you know, like because uh, probably the worst thing that I face is uh, uh, a taxpayer comes in and they're late getting me the information and they end up with a big bill. Then they, they have no time to create a, a, a cash flow or availability to pay the bill. Right. They have to borrow it. Yeah, it. more stress. All right. Let's, uh, let's get Andy on the line. Andy, good morning. You're, uh, you're on with Walt Caro. Thanks for calling. Hi, Andy. Good morning. How are you guys doing this morning? Good. So for the lady... For the lady that just called in and said she hadn't gotten a return yet, yeah, um, a refund. Uh, I went through that in 2020 when COVID first hit. Yeah, I did a paper return, and I called you a couple of times about this, and it took me almost a year and a half, and I finally saw the number for the tax advocate office. Yeah, and I called them, and she called the IRS, and the guy she got right through. And I was on the phone for about four and a half hours, but she walked me. They would transfer me from one person to another, and they'd check it, and they'd say, yep, you got a re return coming. We have to transfer you to this office. And they kept transferring me, and finally, after about four and a half hours, they said, yep, your return will be coming in about 60 days. Well, in about 30 days, I got my return, so yeah. my refund. Well, So the tax evidence office, they were a big help. Yeah. Well, th yeah. Um, I've had uh, uh, anecdotal stories about uh, uh, people now because there's so much demand at the taxpayer advocate office because the IRS is so far behind uh, that they're swamped, yeah. too. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's why you you probably didn't use that form 911 you probably just called and said hey hey i need some help right yeah i just called and said hey i need some help yeah and, and uh, yeah she got right through because i i had called that that day i had tried the irs and uh, and there was no response you know they're just we're too busy we can't answer your call oh yeah and, yeah uh, Oh, yeah. yeah. And if you're even yeah. fortunate enough well, these days to, to get somebody to pick up your call, you, you can wait two, three, four, five hours before they pick up. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. That's or, you find your, or you find yourself being just well, dropped. Yeah. 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 Well, if they put those 86,000 agents <laughs> in there doing tax returns, that would help, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's not what they're intended for. They're intended to audit, yeah. not to help process returns yeah. well they're doing it backwards <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got that right right yep <laughs> okay thanks hey okay andy thank uh, you thanks for the call we're up against our first break and we have lee waiting to visit with us uh, we have several lines open by the way if you have a tax question it is tax time and this is wald kiro from kiro byington and associates one of the leading cpa firms in montana right here to answer your your general tax questions Free of charge, by the way, 721-1290 is our number. We'll be right back. You can get rid of a few layers now as western Montana temperatures will be close to the freezing mark for the first time in days. Expect highs just under 30 with calm winds today. For tonight, cloudy with some clearing overnight and lows between 15 and 20. It's back to sunshine on Thursday with highs just over 30 and lows to about 20 degrees. Then it's going to be time to grab the gear again on Friday with a chance of rain and snow to end the week. From the Town Square Weather Center, I'm Dennis. Hey, we're back on Talk Back. Walt Kiro joining us here in the studio this morning. Our resident CPA from Kiro Byington and Associates. And I believe Lee is up first. Lee, good morning and thank you for holding. Go ahead. Hi, Lee. Yeah, good, yeah, good morning, gentlemen. Um, so, Walt, uh, uh, recent, well, about a year ago, I became uh, power of attorney for my mother and um, for her financial portions. And, yeah. Uh, um, anyway, my sister had been doing it before, uh, but she passed away and 
nobody really seems to know what she was doing with it. Although I got everything pretty pretty well squared away, but but mostly I was curious about the about the taxes. She's like she's uh, ninety six, gonna be ninety seven here in the fall. Oh, good for uh, her. Yeah, do do people still have to file taxes when, uh, or is there an age? No, there's uh, no age limit. You could you could be two hundred, and if you had <laughs> enough income, you'd have to file. And I should know. <laughs> okay, and so what's that magic number of income then? Okay, uh, on the federal return nowadays, uh, it, it's going to be. Uh, around what her standard deduction would be as a single person, I'm assuming she's single, uh, would be right. uh, around ten, twelve thousand dollars dollars uh, okay. So you can have, now, here's what would happen. Let's just say she has a CD and she has $10,000 of interest income and she collects Social Security. Because of that amount of income, she would not have to file a, a federal return. Montana has a different mm-hmm. threshold, and that was going to be more around like six, seven thousand dollars of income before she needs to file. Yeah, there's a, a difference in in numbers of income as to when you have to pay a tax. That's a certain number, but a more uh, appropriate number to your question is is gross receipts and uh, filing requirements. So so it's two different concepts, and uh, that's about what it is. So uh, uh, how much is her income? Uh, She gets gets about $14,000 a year from Social Security and then about the same amount from uh, my dad's, uh, who passed away years ago, from his uh, uh, retirement. retirement. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. She probably would not have to file a federal return, but it may behoove her to file a Montana return. Is she renting or does she own a house? No, she actually owns a house. So she's actually in North Dakota, lives and has lived in North Dakota forever. So, oh, okay. Um, okay. Well, but, uh, uh, but go ahead. What, what I would do is check to see if there's any kind of property tax rebates, even in North Dakota for elderly people. Because in Montana, uh, you can get up to a $1,000 refund on your property tax bill through the income tax uh, returns. So, and it's going up. I think it's 1200 for 2022. So uh, you need to check on that because the state may have a benefit that be available for her. Yeah, actually, I'm working on that particular item right now with uh, with. It's uh, they have a, a local one there in the city of Minot that uh, getting a oh. you know a tax uh, credit for you know for elderly. But yeah, again, I don't know. If she, it doesn't look like she's going to qualify with that kind of income. Um, uh, I just filled out the paperwork, sent it in yesterday. So oh, I good luck. Heard back yet? But I guess my I'm just wondering here. Um, I don't think. I don't think any. She's probably filed taxes in years. I don't think my sister used would file taxes for. Her. Yeah, um, uh, federal so anyway. I'm, I'm it doesn't sound if, like she would need to. Yeah, okay, so the federal would be okay at that rate. She wouldn't need to. Okay. Yeah, uh, you know, if she gets about well, if she gets about fourteen thousand of income, that might be uh, uh, high enough that she'd have to file a federal return. Her, her tax would be very minimal, but, uh, well, uh, my best answer is, uh, you know, um, f- you know, I'd have to look at uh, uh, the filing requirements on the federal return. I don't, those numbers change every year, so I don't commit them to memory, so I just look them up. And uh, yeah. uh, being single, uh, well, while we're on a break, I'll check my uh, handy-dandy phone and see if I can get uh, what the gross receipt filing requirement is for 2022. And I'll, 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 she had, I'll put that out on the air. Okay. Now, she actually, I don't know if you caught that, but she actually gets, you know, the, her Social Security about the, that amount plus the military. So her gross for the year is, you know, 28000 29000 Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, but you see, here's what happens is, the Social Security is not taxable unless her 
total income other than Social Security exceeds oh. 25000 And then there's a hugely oh, okay. complicated formula to calculate how much of the Social Security becomes taxable. And uh, I see. Ba- okay. based upon what you're telling me, none of our Social Security would be coming into the tax return as being taxable. All right. I got gotcha. you. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, I wish All it right. was simpler. No, that's that's okay. All right. Thank you very much. Thank, thanks okay. for the call. And by by the way, if she's 97 and living in Minot, she's a tough lady. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you. That's, yeah. yeah. That's, she's quite the lady. Yeah, All right. Minot, why not? You bet. Hey, thanks for the call. Yeah, Appreciate it, sir. It. Let's um, right. let's move on. Uh, let's get Lee on the line. Lee, good morning. You're on Talkback with Walt Kiro. Hi. Oh, I'm sorry. Ed, forgive me. Uh, Ed, you're on. Go hey. ahead, please. Hi, Ed. Okay. Hey, thanks, Walt, uh, for taking this. Uh, last time you were on, I, I brought up a situation uh, about our uh, required minimum distributions. Wife yeah. And I both have that. We were out of uh, Montana and forgot completely about this, but the companies have in the past done it automatically. Uh, we, we were gone from before Christmas till after New Year's and, uh, all of a sudden, uh, I, I, we look at our bank account and nothing has been deposited. Uh, we were still out of state you know, at, at that time. Yeah. Uh, when, when we got back here, I had a check in our mail that was held. Uh, I had a check, but uh, my wife did not have a check and there was no deposit made either, uh, from this company. Uh, you said get a hold of them, and she did. Uh, this is in January now. Yeah. And they said, okay, it'll be deposited uh, the next Sunday. I don't know why it's Sunday, but uh, it was going to be deposited. And lo and behold, uh, about a week later there, it does uh, appear. But they also said the 1099 would be available in March. Now, March? <laughs> is that's not such great service. Uh, has there been any uh, pandemic rules for extending the deadline uh, from December 31st? Yeah. There, okay. There was, uh, to my <laughs> my feeble memory, there was in 2020 for the 2020 uh, 1099Rs. Yeah. They yeah. did give relief, but the whole problem Complete is... Relief, yeah. uh, uh, I don't think that exists nowadays. Yeah, there the 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 1099 requirements are that they're supposed to file them with the IRS by January 31st. They have until the end of February to get them out to the recipients, i.e., your wife. Uh, but but to do it in March, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, it certainly is. And this is a big, well-known financial uh, institution uh, that was is based in Montana. I, don't, I won't mention the name. Wow. But uh, it just seems like uh, uh, we're we're not uh, in compliance with the law. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. True. Yeah. Well, it begs that question because uh, you know. May, may I ask a question? Is is there a local office for this statewide firm in your here in Missoula, or, or where you live? It's always, I, I think so. I think in well, Missoula. I, I think I, I might give them a call and say, "Hey, uh, what's up?" That that was the next step. But yeah. a little background on how it should be phrased would be good. Uh, yeah, uh, because uh, a custodian of an IRA or a, a third party administrator who's in charge of a retirement plan, like a 401k or pension plan, they are supposed to notify the retirement uh, uh, account holder that if they have required minimum distributions, they're supposed to do that uh, early on in the process, you know, like uh, during the month of uh, honor before May. And that's when they issue those forms 5498 is what the uh, uh, minimum distribution is going to be calculated from. All that should be done way before December 31st. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I think they're in trouble. Uh, for for not making the minimum distribution. Well, yeah, the other thing, Ed, is you're probably not the only one. Yeah. Yeah, and they did have our uh, bank account number because they, they did eventually uh, do a direct deposit. 
And I know they have uh, our address because for a check because uh, uh, we get all kinds of stuff <laughs> from them, or my wife does. Well, Ed, so, Ed listen, event. best of luck. We're, we're a couple minutes over break. Thanks for the call, sir. Okay. Thanks for your help. Yeah, best of luck to you. Stay with us. We're going to get Jeff's call. We have several other lines open at 721-1290, Back with more with Walt Caro right after this. My name is Corporal Bradley Joseph Seitz. Jerry Reed. Kate Weber. These are real veterans facing a real challenge. I have PTSD. And I have PTSD. I have PTSD. Post-traumatic stress disorder can happen to anyone. I was still in a war zone in my mind. But treatment can turn your life around. Treatment has really saved my life. To learn about PTSD and how treatment can help you, call your local VA medical center or visit ptsd.va.gov. Some of the best sounds you'll ever hear are generic, safe, effective, even money-saving, just like FDA-approved generic drugs. Even if they don't come in the exact same color or shape as their brand name equivalents, they have the same key ingredients and go through a rigorous review process. Talk to your doctor or pharmacist today and visit fda.gov slash generic drugs. Generics are safe, effective, and can save you money. You'll like the sound of that. And we are back on Talkback. That means Walt Kiro is here to take your phone calls at 721-1290. And Jeff has been holding quite a while. So, Jeff, thank you for your patience, sir. You're on with Walt. Hi, Jeff. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, earlier you said, why not, why not? Yeah. The, the, the traditional response is the reason is the reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went through my not last year, last summer, on a, on a, on a vacation trip out to Virginia. Yeah, it's uh, there's an Air Force base up there, and so that was a lot of folks. A lot of folks swear by it. I mean, they love that, love it. Some people swear by it. Some people swear at it. So yeah, um, it depends on your mindset. I think. Um, my question is that at 14, our granddaughter Rosie is fine, has gotten her first job, mm-hmm. and has m- made like four or five thousand dollars this year. Yeah. Um, so should we file a, a return on her behalf? Uh, did she have any withholding? I don't recall on that. If she does, I'd file a return to get it refunded because uh, her standard deduction will be equal to her earned income, her W-2, up to about like $6,000. So she won't have any federal tax. Uh, she may have a Montana tax, but I doubt it uh, because she can claim herself on the Montana return and you can claim her on your federal return and Montana return. It's a special rule. So, uh, yeah, I you know, if she's got any withholding, even if it's only a buck, I like to file a return and get it back. So the so the answer is if any money has been withheld by uh, from her paycheck, she needs to file to get it back. Yeah, yeah, and that's federal and state. So yeah. Now the tricky right. thing is, make sure if you file a federal return for her, and this causes a lot of trouble, is uh, there's a box to check that says she's not claiming herself because she can be claimed as a dependent on her parents' return. And I've seen a lot of a lot of my clients that their kids file their own return early, and they claim themselves. And then when they went to file the when the parents went to file, they were claiming uh, Johnny or Barbara Ann or whatever. And uh, boom, you have a tilt. And so that's that's just a word of warning. Okay, so she doesn't claim herself as a dependent, but she still gets the 6000 or so exemption. Yeah, and that's only on the Fed. She can claim herself on Montana. Oh, okay, well, that's clear. <laughs> yeah. Nothing confusing about that. <laughs> no, not even. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's your, your tax dollars at work there, Jeff. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. You know, what did they say that the... Uh, uh, elephant is a mouse built to government specifications, or <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Maybe it was a dot. It's that camel is a horse built to government specifications. Yeah, yeah. Um, and anyway, 
appreciate it, guys. Hey, no problem, Jeff. Good Jeff, luck. Thanks, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. All right, phone lines are open. All of our phone lines are clear. Uh, we still have more things to talk about from his stack of stuff, but... We're almost up for a break. So oh, but did, quickly, did, did, the filing it? requirements for yeah. a single person under 65 for the federal return is $12,950 of gross receipts. And if uh, the taxpayer is 65 plus, 14700 So I think it was Andy, his mom. Mm-hmm. If if her, her income from the retirement is 14700 or less, won't have to file federally. Cool. All right. Uh, what, what about state? Uh, the state's different. different. Uh, okay. They're in North Dakota. So, uh, <laughs> okay, it's hard to say. Yeah. All right, we're, we're going to go. No, we don't go into those North Dakota jokes. So we're going to mm-hmm. come right back with more of Talk Back right after this. By the way, all the phone lines are open at 721-1290. Or if you have the KGVO app on your phone, as many people do, thousands do, and you have a question, you can hit that uh, message us button, and uh, Nick will be happy to pass that along to Walt Kiro here in the studio. We'll be back. It's Jesse Kelly here. We are back. We are back on Talkback. Seven two one twelve ninety is our number. Nick is Nick is chuckling at me because I'm such a and a, a dining philistine. Hot dogs and French fries, man. Oh, Come on. Uh, I was thinking about the school cafeteria. It used to be called Mystery Meat. <laughs> you know what Mystery Meat is now? It's uh, Salisbury Steak TV dinners. Oh, so. got it. Okay. <laughs> All right. We have folks waiting on the line. Let's get right to it. Christopher, good morning. You're on Talk Back with Walt Kiro. Hi. Hi, Christopher. Hi. Good morning. Hey, I have a question. Is workers' comp disability taxable? Uh, the answer is, you know, uh, no. Who is paying it? Um, it, it would be uh, an insurance company in Alaska. Oh, okay. But uh, uh, if it was under a work comp, in other words, from a physical injury and a work-related yeah. accident, it's not taxable. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah. So if, if, I, would, if I have that in combination with uh, um, VA disability, neither one of those are taxable, right? Uh, in most cases, sometimes VA disability can be taxable in in a minority of cases. It just depends. But I kind of think, you know, without knowing all the facts and circumstances, the general answer would be yes, it's not taxable. But there are some extenuating circumstances, and, and that VA is extremely complicated. That's for sure. <laughs> and and right. it depends upon the nature of the, indi- of the disability. If it was something that happened while you were on active duty military or uh, in service, then it wouldn't be taxable. But if it was a disability based upon something that happened after service, sometimes that can be taxable. It just depends on facts and circumstances. And, boy, you want to talk about a Pandora's box. That's it. Right, right. All right. Well, that actually clears things up a lot. Thank you. Okay. Well, good luck. Christopher, you take care of yourself, all right? Yeah. You too. All right. Thanks for the call. All right. Phone lines are free. 721-1290 is our number, and uh, we would love to hear from you. Walt Kiro uh, from Kiro Byington and Associates is one of the foremost tax advisors in the state of Montana, and he's here delivering free tax advice because he likes it. Free, Because he likes it. (laughs) Anyway, the number six reason for filing early is... Early filers are more likely to get time with a tax person like myself. Ah, yeah, there you go. Because as towards we get towards the end of the season, guess what? Yeah. We're, you know, we kind of, we don't become like the IRS and go incognito, but uh, nevertheless, we are stretched. Every, every now and then, you have to say no. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> because right. Because there's only so much, so many hours in the day. That's right. All right. Okay, on my stack of stuff. Go, 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 go. Uh, one of these, the topic is, where's my refund? And uh, for those of you who uh, have computers and web browsers, just type in, where's my refund? And you can go into that. Uh, it'll take you to irs.gov and into the uh, where's my refund function. And so you can answer a few questions and hopefully... If everything goes right, you can find out the status of your refund. So I just point that out. You bet. It's a lot quicker than trying to call the IRS to figure out where your refund is. Mm -hmm. And we've already kind of talked about that a little bit earlier. 
with a previous caller, but you know, I just bring that up. Now, this is an interesting one that you had in your in, in your stack of stuff. Montana property tax assistance programs, because property taxes have become a huge issue, and uh, they're dealing with it now with the legislature, but uh, with uh, appraisals coming up again this year. Uh, anything that that you can help us out with to get us through this. Yeah, and and uh, this came up because I got a flyer from the Department of Revenue, an email. And there are three programs that Montana has for property tax assistance. I'm going to go through the three of them. One I'd never heard of before, and this that's this first one. It's called the Land Value Property Tax Assistance Program. And I still don't get it. In other words, I can't wrap my head around how this is done. But they're saying if the appraised market value of your land is more than 150% of the department's appraised market value of their home and other improvements on the land, then you can get some assistance. In other words, a reduction in tax or a reduction in your bill. So okay. I tried to dig into the details to that, and my head was spinning. So I'm going to have to talk to somebody who knows a little bit more about that to understand it. Okay. But the point I'm bringing this up for people out in radio land is just be aware that it's out there. So if you have a lot of acreage associated with your house and the property tax bill is quite high for the land compared to your house, you might be able to get some relief. The second program is one that's been around a while and is called the Property Tax Assistance Program. And that program eligibility is based upon home ownership, occupancy requirements, and income qualifications. That applies if you're really low income. So like if you had a small pension, like uh, the fellow that just called uh, and uh, you owned property and paid a tax on it, you may be able to qualify for a reduction in your property tax bill. Now, the fellow that called before was from North Dakota, so, but uh, almost all the states have something similar in place now. Right. Okay, and uh, we, have, we have a couple of callers? Yes, we do. Uh, Daniel is up first. Daniel, good morning. You're on Talkback with Walt Kiro. Go ahead, sir. Hi, Daniel. Good morning. Hey, how you guys doing? Better than I deserve. How's that? Oh, Nice, nice. I hey, am copying Dave Ramsey, but <laughs> it's truth. Ah, nice, nice. Um, does the state of Montana tax Social Security income? Yes, but okay. it's only if your other income is above a certain threshold. So as okay. I was talking uh, previously, uh, uh, I can't remember with who who it was but his he he's taking care of his mom and his mom's 90 something and she gets yeah. a small pension 10 12 13 14,000 a year plus social security montana okay. follows the federal rules and they they take a look at your other non-social security income and if it reaches a certain point like 25,000 or more then they start including some of the social security into taxable income. Okay. So it depends upon now your I total did. tax picture. Okay. Now, did I hear not too long ago that they're possibly going to stop taxing Social Security income in the state? Was that something that was going to be looked at possibly by the legislature? There is, uh, from my knowledge, there is a proposed bill to do that. I'm not sure it'll go anywhere, but somebody has introduced a bill to that effect. Wow. Uh, uh, the state of Idaho uh, uh, has quite a bit of relief on taxing Social Security. In fact, I think they just didn't tax it, but they make for uh, make up for it in other ways. But yeah, there is some discussion on that. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to come through. But th the answer to your question yeah. is yes. There I is some discussion on it. Yeah, my parents are looking to move here from everybody's favorite state of California and California does not tax their social security income. So they're trying to weigh, you know, going from a 9% tax bracket down to a 6.9, but then their social security income now is going to be taxed. So, uh, yeah, it, it, yeah. But it, you know, it, it just, uh, the best thing to do is, uh, 
plot it out because, uh, you know, you just don't know what the impact's going to be. And when exactly, I say plot yeah. it out, prepare a return uh, on, you know, say like if they have a 2021 return, just say, hey, if this was yeah. in Montana, what would happen? Right. I do that kind of thing yeah, all the time, but that's what I would suggest you do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, their their income's pretty significant, so they're just trying to, like I said, they need to plot it out and see what's going to be the best benefit. Yeah, and it's hard because let's say they have significant income, but it was all, say they had a million dollars a year in U.S. Treasury interest. Well, they would pay no tax in Montana on that because U.S. Treasury interest is exempt from tax. And so when that got exempt, then they wouldn't have that income on Social Security. So anyway, okay, it just all depends. It's crazy. Hey, good luck. Yep, Yep, thank you. You bet. You bet. Thanks for the call, sir. Appreciate it. We're going to come right back. We'll get Buck on the line when we come back from our break. Several lines open, by the way, 721-1290-1-800-568-5309, or use the KGVO app. We're coming right back. Okay, we're we're back on TalkBack. 721-1290 is the number, and Buck has been waiting for quite a while. Buck, thank you for holding, sir. You're on with Walt. Hi, Buck. Good morning. Look, I got a solicitation from a 60-plus association, and I'm just curious, it says Joe Biden's tax plan is being debated in committee back rooms on Capitol Hill, and this brand-new death tax would be terrible. What they're proposing, and I, I doubt it would go through with a uh, Republican-controlled uh, House now, but they're talking about eliminating the step-up in basis. Has that been something they've wanted to do for quite a while, or is that kind of a new threat? Yeah, well, if you're a liberal and looking to spend more money, they have been looking at it. And they've been looking at it for a long time. What what they don't do is... Whoops. It ain't me, babe. <laughs> go uh, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I thought I had that thing shut off. Anyway, sorry. Uh, but yeah, they are looking... Some of the people are looking at it as a way of raising revenue. And like the 87,000 IRS agents, a majority of which would be revenue collectors and auditors, uh, they're, they're out there to turn the taxpayer upside down and shake all the coins in them out. And so this is another way and uh, of getting money from taxpayers is eliminating the step-up in basis. Yeah, it's... Okay, it's uh, probably not a, not a new tax, but a new proposal that they've... or an old proposal that they hope to turn into, into fact here. Oh, yeah. And one yeah, of my okay. last topics in my stack of stuff was uh, states are trying to introduce a wealth tax. So uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised, besides eliminating a step-up in basis, that they don't go for a wealth tax at the federal level. Now, allow me to ask an ignorant question. Uh, what, what is a step-up in basis? What is that referring to? Oh, okay. Um, uh, uh, let's just say you inherit a house from your mother who just passed away. Right. And she bought the house in 1973, and she paid uh, $25,000 for the house. Right. And now the house appraises for 525000 <laughs> Okay. If you don't get a step up in basis, you walk in the shoes of your mom. So your cost basis for tax purposes is 25000 You sell it for five twenty-five. you have a half a million dollars a gain. With a step up in basis at the date of death, you get to claim the fair market value of that property at date of death. And so you step up the basis to the market value date of death, and there's no capital gain Wow! in that scenario. So it's a huge, huge, huge deal. Okay. That's right, Buck. Hey, thanks for bringing that up because, boy, oh, boy, it would sure change a lot of people's attitudes if they got rid of that. You bet. Let's uh, get back to the phones and say hello to uh, Dave. Dave, good morning. You're on TalkBack. Hi. Hi, Dave. Yeah, good, yeah, good morning. Uh, I, one thing I would say, I bet you don't want all your clients coming in the first week. You want them to spread out. But uh, why I called is I was curious, what's your viewpoint on the civil tax fraud case that's, that's going on in New York uh, for Donald Trump? And that the, it has been alleged in that, that he's carried, he's has two different bookkeeping Different books. One of them for, for purposes of 
for avoiding taxes and the other one for increasing the value of his property for for uh, purposes of loans through the banks. Do you have any opinion on that? Well, I, I don't know the details on that. They're just allegations. But what's most notable is, is that it was one of Trump's employees that was defrauding the government. And he's the one. He's already been convicted. Yeah, he's been convicted. And uh, uh, they're trying to get uh, uh, leverage out of him to turn some some kind of state's evidence. But I, I don't think that's going anywhere. And so, uh, you know. Uh, I don't know if you can associate an employee's uh, unilateral actions with, in this case, Donald Trump. Yeah, they they claim, and again, it's alleged that he actually personally uh, overvalued, like, say, his apartment at, by saying it's 30,000 square feet, rather 11,000 and, and 100, $100 million for his apartment at, he, that he was involved personally with that. And uh, it'd be curious to see what happens. Well, there, the, the state of New York is after Trump for, you know, uh, overstating a charitable donation deduction on property that he gave away. Uh, he had a piece of property in New York someplace, not too far from New York City, that he was going to develop into a golf course. And the neighbors complained, and 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 so uh, he decided not to develop the golf course and not go through all that hassle. So he gave the property to, to some charity. And the value that he claimed on his tax returns for New York uh, took that deduction. Now, whenever you make a donation deduction above uh, uh, $5,000, you're supposed to have backup material. And I think it's $50,000. There's, there's another limitation. But if you deduct more than uh, a piece of property has a donation deduction, you're supposed to attach appraisals. And what what Donald would have done is he would have gotten an appraiser, his tax preparation firm would have got a hold of an appraiser and they would have used that appraisal in taking the charitable donation deduction. So uh, uh, there's a lot of intermediaries in between Donald Trump and the state of New York tax. But when you've got a big target on you and everybody's out to get you like the roadrunner and the coyote, uh, you're just, you know, they're going to be playing those games. And to me, uh, uh, it, 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 we'll just have to wait and see what facts come out. Right. You know, he did give testimony, but he, he said 440 times he said uh, he claimed uh, the Fifth Amendment. So uh, he only answered one question with, and that was his name. So uh, he's not doing well to clear himself. So we'll see. Well, I I haven't heard that, but was it a deposition with New York? Right, right. It took place a while back, and it's just come out in the news now. Yeah, so well, he didn't answer. You have to wonder about the Attorney General for New York, who campaigned on the promise. Well, we're going to get. My, Donald my, Trump. I'm going to get Donald Trump. My whole goal is to get Donald Trump. So if you do that, yeah. how? Can you be objective in in what you're doing? If anything, when you've got a uh, mindset like that, uh, you should be you should be recused from doing anything. Right. Well, we'll see. But I've heard the penalties if, if convicted are are financially pretty bad for him. So it's going to be interesting to see. We'll see. Hey, Dave. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Good to hear from you. Yeah. We're going to come right back. Uh, our last break, 721-1290 is our number. All the phone lines are open. So if you want to get some last-minute advice for this visit with Walt Kiro, he is here for about another six and a half minutes. So uh, give us a call, 721-1290, or you can use the KGVO app to message us. We'll be back in one minute. And we're back on Talk Back, uh, the last five minutes with uh, Walt Kiro from Kiro Byington and Associates, giving you free general tax advice this morning on KGVO. And we have uh, Josh waiting. Josh, good morning. Hi, Josh. Good morning. You know, I don't really have a question. I just have a comment about the last caller. I practice criminal law. I frequently hear my clients tell me the police are out to get them. And my response is always the same. Yes, 
they are. So don't give them a way to do it. And that, I think, is what Trump's problem is. You know, he's been he's spent his whole career kind of flying under the radar. Then all of a sudden he becomes president of the United States, gets a lot of attention, gets people campaigning on a goal to get him, which I don't think is recusable. Um, And and the information is probably there. So or, you know, maybe it's not. But I don't think that attorney general has to recuse herself because there's nothing wrong with telling voters that I'm going to go get a criminal. She still needs the facts. But I suspect Trump gave him away because he was kind of under the radar there for a long, long time. Nobody cared that much until he was president. Anyway, that's just my comment. Oh, those are good comments. Uh, And uh, I'm not an attorney, but you're you're correct in your comments. There you go. We have three minutes. Okay, a couple of things. One more property tax relief provision in Montana is for disabled veterans. And so if you're a disabled vet and you qualify, there's a bunch of T's to cross and I's to dot. You can get property tax relief. Two more items. Go for it. Josh Hawley from Missouri, a senator who's a pretty sharp guy, has introduced the Pelosi Act. And the Pelosi Act is titled Preventing Elected Leaders from Owning Securities and Investments. Pelosi. So anyway, <laughs> the acronym is Pelosi. I love it. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And and so the bill is designed to prohibit members of Congress and their spouses from trading and owning owning stocks, profiting from their positions while in office. In other words, insider trading. Uh, uh, but he says they can own mutual funds or they can use blind trusts, so they're not prohibited from owning investments, but. Directly benefiting on the on the on the cuff is there. So uh, I thought that was pretty pretty good. They've been trying to put that across uh, for years now, and hopefully they'll get it done. The last thing I wanted to bring up from the stack of stuff is California's introduced a bill to tax a, to slap a tax on the rich wherever they may flee to, and that's a wealth tax. And uh, the proposal uh, uh, from a fellow by name Assemblyman Alex Lee is a one and a half percent net worth tax on their worldwide net worth. So if you own assets in Russia or Afghanistan or Ukraine, you'll be paying a tax on that. And there's six other states that have joined ranks with California. And those states are. Uh, let me get to there. Uh, can't find it right offhand, but anyway. Please stand by, ladies oh, and gentlemen. There we go. Go it's ahead. Connecticut, go ahead. Hawaii, Illinois, Maryland, Minnesota, New York, and Washington. And I would think most of those are blue states. And they think they can create a cabal to uh, uh, attack people who leave California. But I can I can guarantee you states like Idaho, Montana, Texas, Florida... Uh, you name it, are not going to follow suit with that kind of a thing. And they have a constitutionality issue to deal with, so we'll we got see. A, we got a minute left for contact information, Mr. Wall. Oh, yeah, you can reach me at Carol Byington and Associates. Our website is K for Carol, B for Byington, and Associates. Uh, it's kbcpas.net. That's our website and how our general email works. Phone number is 406-549-2288. We're downtown, downtown at 269 West Front. All right. And uh, by the way, uh, uh, just, you know, pure uh, transparency, uh, Walt does my taxes. Yeah, and and, and you're not in jail. I'm not in jail. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate all your great advice. Hey, thank you as always. I appreciate it. You bet. Okay, Mr. Nick, what's coming up on tomorrow's fabulous program, sir? Uh, we're going to speak with Attorney General Austin Knutson about the public safety budget. All right. Uh, you guys have a great day. Please be safe and drive safely. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 6 on Montana Morning.